Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. I'm Chuck Peters, your host, and I'm so glad to have you listening today as I get to talk with a, a good friend and a really cool person from our VBS team, Klista Stortz. Hi, Klista. Hey, how are you, Chuck? Good, I'm great. I'm so glad to have you here. It's fun to be here. We are going to be talking today about something that is really important for, for us as kids ministry leaders, right? and that is how to take care of of the volunteers that serve in our ministries week in, week out, month after month, quarter after quarter, and hopefully year after year, right? Ab- because absolutely. we can use them up quickly, yes. we can burn them out, yes. we can frustrate them, yes. or we can take care of them and we can turn them into someone who really has a deep and long-lasting uh, ministry within right. our church. Prayerfully so. And I would, I, I don't think it's a stretch for any of us to go pretty quickly to, it's way easier to retain a good person that you have <laughs> than to have to replace the person oh, because they left. Oh, yeah, definitely. Right? Exactly. So we're going to get to that. All but right. But first. Yes. But first. I always like to do a but first. Oh. And so the but first is we like to get to know a bit about the people who are on our podcast. And okay. for our listeners, I know a lot of them may already know who you are. You have been around ministry for a while. You're part of the... Tennessee Baptist Convention before you came mm-hmm. to Lifeway. Yeah. How long have you been at Lifeway? I've been at Lifeway about 11 and a half or so years. You are way too young for that. Oh, I know. See, I came here when I was 10. You were, But you've been a trainer. <laughs> so you've been out doing training. Yes. For, see how I moved on from that? Uh, thank you've you. You've been out doing training yes. uh, for us, and you still mm-hmm. do at VBS preview events and different training events that we do. People, yeah. So a lot of people know you. And so you're you're not a stranger to many of our listeners. I hope not. But I for those, it. even those who know you as a teacher, as mm-hmm. an expert, they may not know you as a person. Oh. And so we want you to know a little bit about little you. All right. So when you were, first of all, tell me about your name. So Klista, yes. K, K-L-I-S-T-A, sorry, I had a little That's all right. <laughs> it, not Kalista. We had that conversation the other day. Yes. It's not Callista, although I'm not offended when I get called Callista. It has happened several times. It's just an extra syllable. It's an extra syllable like we do in Oklahoma, Tennessee anyway. So, you know. <laughs> how, do, how do you mean? Uh, you know, that's just like, how, oh, like chair. Like that, sit, sit chair. down in that chair. Hi, right there. Sayum. Exactly. My friend Sayum sat on the chair. <laughs> yeah, I'm learning to add syllables. Yes. You're getting there. You're getting Thank there. Thank you. I try. Mm-hmm. So, but your name. So where did it come from? Where did your parents get this name? It's so funny and so random. But my aunt had a friend who named her daughter after her grandmother. So I think it's an older name. Really? Possibly that's coming back. And uh, so my parents just liked it, and here I am. Um, Okay. Yeah. (laughs) And so as a child, Mm -hmm. were you you always just, did you go by Klista, or did you have any kind of a nickname? No nickname. Um, Yeah. So it was either Klista or Klista Ann, and uh, Klista Ann was just when I was in trouble. I was going to say, is that when you were in trouble? <laughs> right, right. And was that <laughs> frequently or infrequently? Of course not. And that was just kind of a mom thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Or my dad. Yeah, absolutely. Right on. Okay, well, let's talk about volunteers. Okay. So um, we, we know that volunteers are vital to kids' yes. ministry, right? We can't, we, we can't serve alone. Oh, no. You can do, we cannot do what we do and without it, them. I would say it's not biblical for us to serve alone. Right. right. That's the whole, the whole illustration of the body of yeah. many parts. And so we absolutely have to have a team right. in order to minister effectively. Yeah. So when you're on a church staff, you know, it can be easy to forget the perspective of what it's like to be the volunteer. Exactly. Yeah. We, all, we know we right. need them. And many of us have come <laughs> from that, right? Oh, yeah, me. 
Yes. For one. A lot of us have started into kids ministry because we were volunteers. That and eventually is my somebody's story. like, hey, uh, the job's open. You want it? Yeah. And I mean, that's my there. story. Okay. I, Tell literally, us about that. the way I got into children's ministry, I was sitting in uh, adult Sunday school class and I got bored and got up to, you know, go to the bathroom. <laughs> and so I'm walking down the hall and I see the children's minister. That sounds a little bit like high school. Right. That's yeah. A whole different I was thing. like, I need to go. You um, really wanted the color. Right. So you're like, there's no and they don't serve in snacks ministry. either. No goldfish crackers. Right. And they make you sit in a chair. All right. So. But I'm walking down the hallway. I see our children's minister and I'm just, I look at her and say, hey, do you ever need help down here? And the joke right, is, so it's like right she there, fell over. You're like, that's like a dream <laughs> thing. That doesn't happen, right? Right. Either that or you get suspicious of people when they True. come up and ask you that. Uh, really? But anyway, so she said, oh, my goodness, yes. And I started like the next week because I'd been in the church for a while. And um, that ended up being the first church that God called me to in the ministry um, just a couple of years later. So it was really, but that's how I got my start in children's ministry was through volunteering. Wow. Yeah. And you liked it anyway. And I liked it Which anyway, is great. right? It's, it's really cool how, to hear people's stories. Yeah. And we all have them, right? Everybody mm-hmm. who's listening has their own story about how God led them in a different path to put them where they oh are. Oh my right goodness. Now. Yeah. That's such a cool, that's another episode we'll have to discuss. It's completely. How God does that. And then yeah. what I love is how he allows some of our past to cross mm-hmm. for periods of time with other people who have influence on right. us. Right. So now's your chance to have influence on all, all uh, these listeners. So you, no you become a volunteer, <laughs> you get into ministry, you kind of learn the ropes, and all of a sudden you're in charge. Yeah. And it doesn't take very long, unfortunately. This is true in any role where yeah. you become a leader. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take long to forget what it's like to be that worker oh, bee, to be the volunteer. So true. So true. Yeah. So how how do you, how can you coach us that way? Why, why is it so important for us to remember the volunteer's point of view? Okay, well, for one thing, you have to know their point of view because you need them so badly. And if you mm-hmm. forget the value of your volunteers and the sacrifices that they make and their um, passion for what they do, you're going to lose them. And so I think... It really even has come more to my mind. I'll be honest. I mean, it's one of those things. Getting volunteers can literally drive you out of the ministry if you're not careful because it can be very burdensome um, to keep finding them. So like you said, I think it's better to to retain them if possible. Um, But we do have to, to remember their point of view. And I think that has come more to me now that I've stepped out of a church ministry leadership role and now I'm back on the volunteer side yeah. and a couple of things really have struck struck a nerve with me thinking oh my goodness you know did I Ooh, I wish I would have really remembered this when I was on church staff one of the things was just how busy our volunteers truly are and um, they they want to be involved but I have to remember as a children's minister yes I I you know, we do get paid to be there five days a week, six days a week, sometimes seven. Yeah. However, our volunteers don't. And so we can tend to get frustrated with them when, hey, why don't you come on Wednesday night now? Well, you know what? I just sat in traffic for an hour and a half. I've not eaten dinner. I've not fed my kids dinner yet. My kids have homework. We got to get to bed. And so, boom, I'm sorry I can't be there tonight yeah. for your training meeting. And so stuff like that, I think, is really important 
for us to know. So we need that awareness. Yeah, awareness and of that, that life happens. Yes. So th- there's a little bit of grace there, oh, right? Because yeah. it can be, we often, and I don't know, I don't want to speak for everybody, but for maybe I'll just speak for myself. Yeah. I can see in, in the moment of, uh, and it's kind of common when you look at all the little Facebook forums and threads and chats and just talk to somebody who's a, a kid's ministry leader. Right. You know, that Saturday night phone call. Oh, my I'm goodness. I'm not going to be there Sunday morning. Yes. Or worse yet, the Sunday morning phone the call. The Sunday morning I'm call. I'm not going to be there at mm, 9 or yeah. 8. Now you've got to step in and fill. And right. so there there can be a level of frustration. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And to re- and and trying to put myself in their place was, was helpful sometimes. And as a mom, I had to realize, okay, a child does get sick. A child does throw up on you just as you're walking out the door or et cetera, et cetera. And your hands are tied. You're like, I am so sorry. I had every intention of being there, you know? And so I think we as kids ministers do have to know our volunteers' hearts, know that they would be there if they could, um, but they can't. So you said we need to know their hearts. And I think what there's something implied in that that's worth saying directly. We need to know our people personally. Yeah, personally. They're not just a, an hourly staff worker right. covering a shift. Yeah, absolutely. Are they they are need. there because they want to be there. You're not paying them to be there. Um, they are sacrificing time. They're sacrificing time from adult interaction, even on a Sunday morning. You know, and I think that was one thing I, that was one reason I would lose some of my workers every now and then, some of my teachers. I, I even hate to call them workers. I like to call them teachers because that's what they are. And um, so sometimes I would lose my teachers because they're like, Clista, I, I miss my Sunday school class so much. I miss that adult interaction. So I had to have grace for that. But then I also, to retain people, had to find ways for them to get that adult interaction, whether it was having our own life group class as uh, kids ministry teachers, then I would have an adult Sunday school class on Sunday evenings for them so that we could all get together. We would have donuts. We would bring coffee, just like they do on Sunday mornings in adult Sunday school. Um, We would try to do Bible studies together. We would have parties um, outside of of Sunday mornings so that they could have that adult interaction. So you created a sense of community right. with the team where they're getting exactly. some of that, the grown-up conversation yeah, that because, they need. Yeah, they need people when a, a grandparent dies or a new child is born. They need a life group that will um, undergird them and you know bring them food and offer babysitting just like any other life group class. So we would try to create that. So have but grace. Have grace. Build relational connection. Absolutely. Make sure you're meeting their needs. What yeah. other advice do you have? Um, I think another thing that I would do is we just have to know that our volunteers often are well, just because they are so busy, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna overschedule them. I'm not gonna add on to their overscheduling. I'm gonna find different ways to maybe do my training because I think training is so important for volunteers and so you know when I first started in the ministry and this probably probably will tell you a little bit of how old I am for those of you who may not know but we had Sunday night training every Sunday oh wow for preschool volunteers and children's volunteers and this was when I was a volunteer okay Um, we just can't do that now life does not allow us to do that right now and I think especially those of us who are maybe a little bit on 
the more mature side have to realize that this this is indeed a different world than the one that we grew up not even that long ago in. So I have to use things like, I don't know, Facebook, email, um, closed groups. And um, I can I can send just a quick email to someone say, hey, here's a quick training tip for this week. Um, here's a quick leadership or um, behavior tip for your Sunday school class this week and shoot it off in an email. And that helps with training rather than really be so upset that they don't come to my training meetings every every week. But even though it's difficult to get people together, it really yes, is. It is. Just with the busyness of life. Yeah. It, it is still so important and valuable oh, to gosh. train your volunteers. Yes. So I can, you know, I know as having been a leader and a volunteer, yeah. y- you don't want to feel like you're ill-equipped right. to do something. Oh, it's so important. Or that your leader doesn't speak into you. Yeah. In fact, that's one of the reasons you. why I don't volunteer some places because I'm like, I she just threw me into this situation. I have no idea what I'm doing. So yeah. one of the best ways to retain good people is, is to, to train them up absolutely, and make sure they feel supported absolutely, and they know what's expected. Yeah. yeah. I'm big on expectations. Yes. I like to be, I like to Let me know clarify what you want. expectations. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and to know what's expected of me. Absolutely. Because you can't, you're going to get less frustrated if you've told people ahead of time what you need from them. They've agreed. Yeah, sure. I'm happy to do that rather than me just springing something on them all of a sudden. Uh, you know, it get, it goes a lot better, and you're gonna. And keep you on. mentioned the not piling things on. Oh yeah. Because right? if we don't, if we're not well organized, right, we can just take the person who right who is good. Yeah, the and use them for everything. And give them everything. Yes. And overwhelm. Them. And that will burn them out so so quickly. So you don't want to do that. Um, but yeah, so I think training is still uh, so so important. So we don't because of the nature of them being volunteers, right? We can't we can't. Um, motivate them with money. It's not like, I'm going to no. give you a raise, right? right? Yeah, right. we'll pay you twice what we're paying you now. <laughs> yeah, zero happy to do zero. that. But, uh, but th- we need to find ways to continue to motivate them. Yeah, they have to know your vision. Mm. Um, and I, I had a pastor one time really um, to our staff say, you know, are you, are you a manager or are you a minister? Mm. Um, and yeah, we're both. And it's both. Um, yeah. But sometimes um, we end up just really focusing on the management part. And if you do that, you will burn yourself out as well as your volunteers. And so, you know, as a minister, be sure that they know the vision that you have, how your vision fits into the church's vision, pastor's vision, and let them know what a big part of that they are. I love those um, times in um, worship when someone is being baptized when a child's being baptized and a pastor says if you have um, taught this child in uh, life group in sunday school if you're a coach stand up and i think that's so important because then the people who you know you teaching a babies through two rooms you're not going to get to see a whole lot of salvations in right. your classroom right but to know that you were a key part of introducing that yes. child that child to Jesus and then you got to help plant those seeds and you're getting to see them grow um, that's such a huge part and of what a great thing for volunteers. us to talk about yeah. with our volunteers is mm-hmm. that, to let them know if yeah. you're motivated by making a difference and you right. don't see that in the in the moment that right. can be disheartening absolutely but some of those things take a while it's important to re- they do. remind them that it's part of a bigger process yeah because if you don't so many i'm afraid of our volunteers can get to the point of thinking they're just in there to babysit um they're just keeping their kids in fact i went to a worship service not too long ago where they were trying to 
to really raise up the volunteers in in the eyes of of the congregation and the the uh, the leader on stage at that time said you know i just want to make sure that when you go back to um talk with the people who are taking care of your kids that you'll tell them how much you appreciate it and in my little minister's heart i'm like they're not taking care of the kids they're teaching the kids and so you know i just just help your volunteers realize that and then what about appreciation, right? So we we it's one thing to not scare them away. Yeah. It's another thing to equip them well for ministry. Those are all great. Yeah. How can we go about really showing people that they're appreciated? You know, and I'm I'm a people person that you just come up to me and you tell me how much you appreciate me. It means the world to me for one thing. And I think a lot of times we don't do that. And it, I go back to, you know, kind of knowing your volunteers very well and what speaks to them the most because it's kind of that whole love language thing. It means more when it's personal. Yeah. And so, you know, if their love language is time, it doesn't mean I have to go sp- spend two hours with them. It means on a Sunday morning, I walk by their classroom and I take the time to stay for two, three, four minutes. I know that doesn't sound very, like very much, but it really is just to say, I cannot tell you how much I appreciate you being here every Sunday morning. You are so fantastic. It could be, I don't know, you know, I, I'm a certain brand soda drinker and you bring me that particular drink i'm great um you bring me a donut whatever it is um i it just means little so so many little things that real that um can really make a difference and it's more so more important um when i know that you know me and you realize some of these little things that mean so much. So I think just that personal relationship is probably the best way to do it. Of course, you want to do some things, maybe corporate worship. And any time that you've had some big event go and your pastor gets up and says, hey, you know, Clista, uh, Clista's our kids minister and she's done it. VBS went so great. Well, I'm going to get up there and say, you know what, I I appreciate that, but let me, if you were involved in VBS this week, yes. I want everybody to stand up because, oh my goodness, yeah. Sure. So I'm going to recognize them. And it doesn't have to mean a plaque. Right? No, but just no, no, that no. moment of saying. Absolutely. Sharing the victory. Sharing those victories. Mm. Yeah, because they're sharing the burden with you. So you got to share that victory with them too. Great. Well, thank you so much for sharing with us. Yes. Let me thank say you. how much we appreciate you. Oh, my goodness. See, thank you so much. I'm glad I can't to take tell a you how few minutes <laughs> to spend time with you so you can see how appreciated you are. <laughs> thank you so much. Seriously, though, thank you for All sharing right. your heart and your thoughts and your insights. It's so valuable. And I just know that this is going to speak to our listeners where they are. This is so very practical. Thank you. I pray it does. Listeners, thank you for listening. And we asked that you would come back again. Uh, tune into the next episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. I want to encourage you to go check out, if you have not, the kidsministry101.com webpage. It is kidsministry101.com. That's where you can find uh, uh, an archive of podcast episodes. It's where you will find our blog, where you can read quite a few posts by Clista Stortz among others and you can search by her name and find other things that she's written and uh, dive into the wealth of knowledge that she shared as well as others you can sign up there to get our free magazine kids ministry 101 that we mail out every quarter and you can find out about events and training and opportunities that are going on one of those events is the etch conference we have the etch family ministry conference coming up this october 17th through 19th and we want you to be there 
there is still time to register for the event. And so we want to welcome you to come and spend time with us in our town so that we can speak into you. This is not an event that's about selling you stuff. This is an event about equipping you. Uh, people like Clista, you'll be at the event. I will be. Next thing, I'm going to be talking about why I don't like to volunteer with people. So there you go. So is this a breakout session you're leading? It is. What is it called? It. I think it is actually why I don't volunteer. Okay. Well, you have to come, listeners, for yeah. that. Come and meet Clista face-to-face and, and other thought leaders in kids' ministry this October. You can find details at etchconference.com. That's E-T-C-H conference.com. Thanks again for listening and come back again for another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast.